Hey guys, welcome. Um, well, I don't like videos where they just beat around the bush for the first five minutes and then get into the subject we want to listen to. So I'm not going to do that. So since the beginning of the year, you know, when it's a new year, we're evaluating or reflecting on the year that's gone. We're thinking about the year that's coming. Um, I know our church started the year with prayer and fasting. So we can really seek the Lord about what he wants us to do in the coming year and how to go about doing it. And so I've been thinking a lot about fruit bearing and how we need to be fruit bearers in our lives. But especially the last couple of weeks I've been thinking about it. You know, my generation has been fed a watered down cordial gospel and message. I'm so grateful though that growing up my parents did surround me by um, the Holy Spirit and church services and churches that pressed in for that and I did see you no know, miracles, signs and wonders in church services and meetings and I was exposed to that. So I'm very grateful because a lot of people haven't, especially in my generation. I know you know, the years before us, it was a lot more common to see that in churches, but definitely not um, my area, like the under 30s. And fruit production is not something commonly taught about. I'm sorry, I keep touching my face. You know, it's not once saved, always saved, believe it or not. You know, once we're saved, it's not a one and done deal. Jesus gave up his life for us. So the least we can do is then work for him and produce for him. It's not all about us and our selfishness and what we can get, but it's also how we can serve the Lord. And I've been thinking about this for a few weeks and actually my pastor preached on it this morning and it was, I loved what he said. He said, Jesus is our saviour. But we can't see him just as a saviour. We need to see him as our Lord. He's our king. He's our Lord for us to serve. Now, he's a good master. He's great to serve for. You know, his burden is easy and his yoke, yoke is light. Not egg yolk, but like the mouth yoke thing they put on like animals. I spent a large portion of my life growing up thinking that God was talking about egg yolks. And I was hella confused about why God's egg yolk would be light. But anyways, now I know. But he's our Lord. The least we can do is serve him because he gave his life for us. Now, Revelation, sorry, I'm trying to read my computer screen here. Revelations 3, chapter 15 says, I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. We've all thrown up before, probably a couple of times and you know how gross it feels. You got the acid reflux, it burns, the taste lingers, your teeth are furry, that like nausea that you're feeling before you throw up. You know, if you're a lukewarm Christian, that's how you taste to God. Now, God is love. God is merciful. He's gracious. He's loving. But sometimes that's the only 
thing that is preached. And there's no nothing preached that will bring conviction, nothing preached that will cause you to want to produce and work for the Lord. So we need to be hot or cold. If you're not hot for God, if you're not on fire and hungry for God and pressing in and trying to produce fruit, if you're not doing that, then you're not hot. You're either lukewarm or you're cold. Now, you don't go from hot to cold straight away. It's a slow lingering or a slow backsliding doesn't happen straight away it's like a slow falling away slowly making little decisions that comfort the flesh um and instead of doing things you know dedicated to the lord you know i saw a christian on social media recently in one single post, they were saying things like, all glory to God, I praise you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus, want to serve the Lord, excited to see what God does for me, glory to God. And in the very same post, posting photos of them gambling and drinking lots of alcohol. The two don't go together. Our actions are so important. And I've heard people before say, our actions do not matter because God sees my heart. He knows how I love him. So I don't need to prove it, which is an absolute lie. God looks at how we act and how we behave and the fruit we're producing. Yes, our heart is so crucial and so important, but we also need to show that. Right, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do we prove something? with our actions. I don't prove to my boss that I'm a good employee just by thinking it and hoping hoping that they see me as a good employee. No, I have to prove to my boss that I'm a good employee through my actions. Right, this is the main scripture I wanna focus on today. And it's actually the one that I was studying this morning before church and it was also preached. John chapter 15, verse one. This is Jesus speaking. So if you ever read Letter Bible, it is written in red. I, Jesus, am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. So Jesus is like a nice vine. God, the father, is the vine dresser. So he has the scissors and he prunes. He dresses the vine. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he, the vine dresser, takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. I have lots of plants in my house, as you can see. Now, when they stop growing, when they start wilting and dying, sometimes they need to be pruned. So I get my scissors out and I cut it. Now, that probably hurts. It doesn't feel great for the plant, but it will help the plant produce much more. Or if you're pruning like a vegetable plant, it'll produce much more if we prune it. So at first, it kind of hurts, but it helps us to produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So what does the word do? It cleans us. It transforms and renews our mind. It helps us to be productive because it shows us the way we're to go. It shows us how to live our lives, how to act, what to do in a way that pleases God. This is Jesus speaking. Remember, abide in me and I abide in you. So abide in, dwell in, stay in, not temporary accommodation, but a living 
Okay, if we abide in Jesus, then he abides in us. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So the only way that we can produce fruit is by abiding in Jesus. Now, this is the difference between Christianity and so many other religions is that as Christians, we actually have a very personal and real relationship with our Father in heaven who created us. The very creator that made heaven and earth and the universe and everything in it, he wants to have a personal relationship with you. And it's so possible and not difficult. It takes time, but it's not difficult. So John chapter 1 verse 1 says, you know, in the beginning was a word. Like the, in the beginning was the word. The word was, was God. The word was with God. So when we're reading the Bible, that is God. That is us spending time with the Father. So if we do are not spending time in our word, we're not spending time with the Lord. Therefore, we're not abiding. Therefore, we're not producing. Unfortunately, I also notice amongst Christians and millennials that reading the Bible does not hold a great importance in their life. They wouldn't be able to tell you any scripture. If someone asked them a question about a subject, they wouldn't be able to answer. I know someone, I don't know, I don't know how to say that. I have known someone that was actually in a position of teaching others the Bible that had never even heard of the story of Samson and Delilah, which is like one of the foundational, like a story that pretty much everyone knows. They didn't, I don't know. We need to know the word because the word of God, the Bible, it is God. I don't even know how I can make that more clear. But it is absolutely crucial. That is the difference between a productive, fruitful, victorious, faithful Christian and someone that is struggling and looking like the rest of the world and struggling with the same things as the rest of the world. If you want to know how to see a situation or if you want to know what your inheritance is, the blessings and promises that God wants to give you, you won't know them unless you spend time in the Word. Right. Also, this is a key to answered prayer because at the end of that scripture it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you by this the father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples also just realized i like missed out a chunk of scripture by accident so let's go back and read that um so we already said that he who abides in me, I in him, bears much fruit. For without him you can do nothing, so we can't produce fruit without Jesus. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you're not producing fruit, if you just go about your life living for yourself, living for the flesh, doing what your agenda wants instead of living for God, you are considered not a piece of wheat, but a tear, which is kind of just like a wheat that 
but not a wheat, like a weed that kind of looks similar to wheat, but it's not quite the same. Gathered up and burnt in the fire. Jesus is coming back so, so soon. The things that are happening in the world are biblical. They are expected. If everything that's happening in the world is completely surprising you and shocking you, you need to get in the word because it's just prophecy being fulfilled. Now, Jesus is coming back so soon. This is time for us to be productive, to find out and seek the will of God for our lives and to spend our time and energy doing it. You know, that's where I'm at now. The Lord has spoken to me to do things and I have not done it yet, which is very naughty of me. I've repented, I've apologized, and now I'm working towards those things. Because when we get to heaven, we are going to be held accountable for everything that we have done, even down to every word we've said, every idle word we're going to be held account for. When we get to heaven or when we come to the judgment throne and the Lord asks us why we did not do what he wanted us to do, us saying, I'm too busy or I wanted to do this instead, blah, 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 that excuse is not going to cut it. And that's becoming very real to me as I see, you know, Jesus coming back so soon and thinking about, you know, I wasted like, what, 26 now? I wasted like the first 24 years of my life not really doing a whole lot for God. You know, I was always went to church. I was that kind of like religious Christian that went to church every Sunday and whatever. But I did not spend that time being productive for God. So I'm trying to make up for lost time. Um... Let me share another scripture with you, which Pastor Karen shared this morning. It was what I needed to hear. It was amazing. So 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23 says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So to be into witchcraft, you don't have to make potions and weird lotions. To do witchcraft, you do not have to be using Ouija boards or other crystals and all that kind of thing. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has also rejected you from being king. So he was obviously speaking to someone that was a king. So if we're rebellious towards the word of the Lord and not doing the word, you know, the Bible says to not be a hearer only, but be a doer of the word. If we're stubborn, if we're not doing what we're told, you know, we have to be obedient to the Lord. If we're rebellious and stubborn, it's witchcraft. It's like um, iniquity and idolatry, you know, idolizing our plans, what we want to do over what the Lord wants us to do. Oh, and a rebellion doesn't just have to be against like flesh humans. Like when someone tells you to do something and rejecting what they're telling you to do and being stubborn with people and, you know, child being rebellious against the parent. And that's how we, you know, think when we hear these words. But if the Lord has asked you to do something, you need to do it. And this is something that God said to me on my fast at the start of the year. I'm not going to give you another instruction until you do the last thing that I told you to do. Hence why I'm making this video, because this is one of the things that I feel to do. So produce fruit, read the word. Do the word. Do what the Lord's told you to do. And look, I'm 
definitely not perfect in this area. I always, obviously we, every day we make decisions every day to strive towards being doers of the word. I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, but we all should aim and strive to do that every single day. To be doers of the word and not hearers only because time is short, Jesus is coming back, and we're going to be held accountable to absolutely everything that we've said and everything that we've done. So that's just my encouragement for you. Whether you're a millennial or not, we need to be fruit producers. It's not just about... God is my heart, our actions don't matter, or my actions don't define me. Well, actually, we need to be doers of the word. We need to produce fruit, like I've said, and I feel like I'm repeating myself, so I'm just going to, like, I've got to see a really big red button on my screen, and I think I'm just going to go ahead and press it. So if you don't like what I've had to say, if you don't agree with it, move on. You don't need to tell me because I've spoken what I believe. If you don't like it, you can just move along. And if you liked it, if you have questions, let me know. And if there's anything else you would like me to speak on, let me know. I will endeavor to try.